What's up, baby? Welcome to Refrag. And today is a special episode because we just came back from a very long holiday. We did. It was it was uh, nice, to say the least, to have a couple of days to ourselves. You know, we Drew and I actually saw each other waves and uh, we got to chill out for a little bit. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So I hope that uh, hope you all had a good little breakaway. Obviously, in our last episode, we did say there was going to be one. Uh, I did not think about it being a holiday. But we are back to reg regular schedule, and I don't think we got a holiday coming up anytime soon. But if you want to stay up to date, you know, follow us on Twitter at the Refrag TV, and you'll be able to see all the updates there. Absolutely. But yeah, we're gonna get into some juicy, juicy news because there's been a lot of juicy stuff lately. And the first one is the phase cryptocurrency scam. God damn. Yeah, when we were away, this is probably the hottest topic that we missed, and sadly. We didn't want to push an episode too early because we didn't want anybody to miss it. And this was, we just had to hold on to this. And it's still, it's still, people are talking about it. So it's still perfect timing. But uh, if you haven't heard, uh, FaZe did a crypto for charity called Save the Kids. Uh, mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was essentially it was a real coin. They sold it to fans. But the big thing was as soon as they got their coins, they, they sold it. They pulled the rug. They didn't believe in the coin. They didn't hold on to the coin. They just sold it to their fans and said, fuck you, we're out because you bought it. Yep. The pump and dump. It's the a scam. It's a, like, it's a whole scamming thing. And I think FaZe dropped, what was it, Jarvis, his brother, and another person? Yeah. Like so FaZe, as of, I believe, last, I believe it was the day we were supposed to do the podcast. So I think it was since last Saturday, FaZe has officially dropped at FaZe K. And mm -hmm. the other three have been suspended. Now, I believe they are coming back to phase. I believe Jarvis and the rest because there wasn't sufficient evidence of Jarvis pulling the rug fully. He's like one of the key examples of he did stay in it. He did cash out a little bit, but it was enough that they could technically class it as like his sponsor cut. So right. he was a little, it's still a shady situation. And I mean, obviously rice gum was involved and, this is this is probably the one time I'll be the one on the the main hot takes. He, if he's involved in anything, you know it's probably a scam. He's a very shady person, very shady in all the deals he's ever showed up in. And uh, you know, it's just some of those people. If, if you're involved in a campaign like that, I'm probably gonna stay as far away from it as possible. It it, it kind of sucks because like they like they betrayed a ton of fan like Phase Clan fans you know like it, 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 it i don't know i i that leaves a sour taste in my mouth especially if i'm a fan well they're really right? they're just spitting they're spitting on the like og phase fans like they're yeah because at the end of the day as much as phase has turned into this like content creation very similar to hundred thieves content creation merch phase at its origin was a call of duty team it was esports bread and butter like it was originally esports and i'm fine with you know, esports orgs adapting into more because they do have to diversify. But you doing all these like scammy crypto coins and shit, and I I, I get it. FaZe didn't have any full like part of this, which is the weird part because being such big content creators as a big package, especially for charity, you think they would bring it to the org and be like, hey, we're doing this charity thing. Do you guys want to be involved? And most orgs at that level, especially with such big influencers, would go. Yeah, we want to help you out with this. 
So it seems like this was kind of slid under the table, you know, phase slid right under phase's nose and they were just told, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, like a individual sponsor. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't know. Rice comes involved. So that's shady. And then on top of that, like it, it just leaves a sour taste on the brand. I mean, like face clan has enough goodwill, I guess that this one will slide, but if it happens, if another thing happens again, I think it's going to be big trouble for face clan because like Creo pumping and dumping is like, you can't just do that in uh in in stocks either like it's illegal that's why insider trading is uh is is basically illegal like yeah. by law because it's it you can do stuff like that you can make yeah. quick money like that right? and the thing so. is it's sad to think like because this isn't the first crypto they've pumped and dumped which is the it's the first very public one that they've yeah. it's been looked into but uh there's a great youtube channel that did a deep dive on it and he was showing that past crypto coins were the exact same thing k a phase k had pump and dumped every crypto sponsor he's ever had because fans see that fans buy into that fans also believe in the word of these influencers which is another topic that we'll cover probably at some point whether fans should listen that heavily but fans dump probably millions of dollars into this crypto coin and because they dump the money, if you're not familiar with crypto, the coin's going to go up because the demand or sorry, the supply is getting less and less and the demand is getting higher and higher. So right. they just sell and they make like 60 grand off of you because you bought the coin that is now going to be worth nothing once he goes, oh, yeah, I sold. Yeah, the, I think it's going to keep happening. And I mean, I'm glad like K got dropped, but. I don't know, man. It's just he still walks away with the money. That's the sad part, right? Because crypto yeah. can't be crypto can be traced to an extent, but the thing about crypto is there's no law on it. Yeah, and, there's no paperwork. Yeah. So. And there's, there's no, no like unlike real money where we can go trace that money back and be like, okay, this is owed to this person, this person, this person. We can't say, give us the crypto back. Like Yeah. yeah. It, it it's a tough it's a tough topic, really. Like because like it's not the first time, but I think FaZe Clan itself is like pleading ignorance. And like, to be fair, like, I'm, I'm sure they're not wrong. Like, I'm sure they're not, well, not wrong. I'm sure they actually didn't know that uh, yeah. K was going to do this. Right. So I, man, it's, it's just that whole pulling the rug out. Like, yeah, because it's not just pulling the rug out from you selling. It's pulling the rug out of your fans fate yeah. in you. Like, and the fact that that means so little to you that you will actually do that. And the, the amount of times he's done it, he knows what he's doing. And I'm sure a lot of them knew what they were doing. So it's one of those things where, you know, yes, you're hurting the whole crypto scene in yeah. the first place, but you're yeah. also hurting your fans. Like you're going to lose fans, but you don't care because you're sitting on $5 million and you can go retire. And you lose, and you lose sponsor trust too, because like, Yo, the sponsor's gonna look you up, and then the first thing they see is like, "Hey, you scam fans, and you're you pump and dump." <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's 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 tough. It's a it's a it's a very it's a slippery slope. Yeah, I think uh, I think Faze will probably be changing some stuff in their contracts. Yeah, because I hope. that that's that's as bad. <laughs> like, I think the biggest curiosity for me is. Mm -hmm whether they whether it did go by phase 
Like, was it under the table or did FaZe know about it? And it, it's kind of hard because if FaZe knew about it, then they're they're kind of responsible too, right? Especially they're like, hmm, one of our users keeps doing this. It's like, we should, like, he has to stop. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's rough. It's really rough. So I'm not, I'm not too, too happy with, what they did and then and the worst part is, is like if they didn't know well now like you can't trust your content creators right so it's like either way there's trust being lost somewhere either the fans lose trust or the sponsors lose trust and like luckily the rest of the faith clan members aren't out here like scamming kids for in crypto but like you know if they knew that not a good you know not a good look face yeah but if they didn't know that well you got unfortunately you might have to tighten the leash even though i'm pretty sure they have a very loose leash over there they they might have to tighten it now just because of this yeah and speaking of getting the rug pulled out from under you tsm they oh, got man. the rug pulled on them by noble i mean shout out to noble they're like we can't take away what noble did noble almost be 100 thieves as well right this is that by sheer audacity of noble's like performance like they they brought the fight to 100 thieves but they they just noble showed they up beat tsm this is the new improved tsm apparently right they finally picked up a kid who was someone who was under 30 which is like which is bang right bang is supposed to be a, a like a sick gamer and he is he, by all means he's he's fucking dope and then they get bodied by noble and you know they're out they're out. They, they didn't qualify for the main event for v, vct challengers which is like which is really huge because there was so much hype around this. Like, yeah, I just finished watching like first two hours of footage of their vlog and like myth interviewing them with Lena on the couch. Like just talking about how like, oh yeah, now that, you know, unfortunately Cutler's gone, you know, who, who, afford, like he did not make, he was, his face of color was, color was a boomer who was definitely living up to the, to the old age part of the boom, not the, of the boomer status, not the boom part. Right. So it was like, uh, you know, like, and then it got like bang. And then all of a sudden everyone was like, yeah, we're going to be able to play our roles and sub roles. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be great. This is going to be awesome. You know, like I can do any role I want. It's, it's great. I have more freedom now. No, they got body. They got body by noble. And it's like, at some point, you, like, you, like, is it is it is it the core is it the core that's the problem because like they just dropped drone and drone is drone is not a boomer drone is like early 20s mid 20s and he's like he's still sick he's still in his prime and obviously his style was clashing with the game and like jet op isn't that strong anymore like like you, their team their team is playing a very they're trying to adapt but they're trying to keep like the jet off which i get it because wardell's like you know the the star child right yeah, they built the team around Wardell, and it's like it's not working, man. So, in your experience, because you have like uh, knowledge about tact FPSs, like what do they do? Because like I know it's just the first tournament. Do they give Bang like this team another chance? Because they just dropped Drone after this tournament. Like that's wild. Like what? Yeah, I think it, it's going to be a tough one. So it's going to be come down to. So obviously they did already make the very quick decision to drop drone. Now that might have already been on the table when they originally dropped Cutler. Because drone, they may already have thought drone was maybe a potential problem, but they let him write out one more test. Right. Now, obviously not making the VCT challengers is a big, they've got a lot of downtime now. 
they yeah. they have more than enough downtime to figure this out. I just hope that they don't go to that phase where they one event change one player, one event change one player. They luckily, well, not luckily because they didn't make it, but because they haven't made it, they've changed two players. This is the key proven point. If they keep switching a player for a player, it's probably not going to work. No. Just filling the problem for a, a minute is may, might work. For some teams, it does. Sometimes it does. But you have to take a hard, honest look at the problems. Figure out, like, you know, is it a strategic thing? Is it an IGLing thing? Is it a nerves thing? Is somebody getting too nervous playing? Like, they just can't keep their cool. Right. And, you know, they have to look at every, m m like, tiny, tiny details and just figure out who is that weak point i i think they're just they're just too stuck they're too fixated on having like wardell and Silrosa on the team right and Silrosa is like they're both amazing but either like wardell has to learn how to rifle and not off and not play jet or like i don't know it's just or or they hope that jet gets patched back into the game like i don't know it's just it's just it's tough because it's like T1's having the same issue, right? T1's literally having the same... It's like every week there's a new person or an old person on the T1 roster as well. So it's like the NA the NA shuffle is like going to be as infamous as the French shuffle of CSGO. Yeah, Go. for real. Like It's going to be fucking bad, dude. Like, and I mean, the, the, the biggest problem... And I get it from a TSM or we're kind of reflecting on a previous episode, but... Wardell and Sabrosa are two big assets. Like Wardell could easily be and is very close to being the same levels of like myth type of content creator. That same sort of humor. The viewers are slowly going up and up and up. Yeah. And you know, I remember watching Wardell and CS. Like if those of you don't know me, I edit for Mo. Mo and Mo and Wardell used to play quite a lot. And yeah. Mo Mo and Wardell would make like YouTube videos of the same game. Both now CS YouTube doesn't do that well, but Wardell's videos will barely get any views. And then you saw that like as Valorant came out, he slowly grow, slowly grow, slowly grow, and then all of a sudden, like even before TSM fully picked him up, he was that to go to player for like content. Like any Valorant yeah. content. And then when TSM signed him, boom, skyrocket. Yeah, like he he was already an entertaining figure, right? Yeah, like, I mean, who who doesn't like Wardell? Wardell is hilarious and he's wholesome, right? Like he gets not wholesome, but he's like a bro. But he's like a bro that you know cares, and like it's like he's an awesome content creator, and I, he clearly cares about competing. And I'm not saying he's not talented enough to compete. He is. He's amazing. He's 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 great at what he does. He's like one of the best offers in the game. And unfortunately, they this is what happens when. When games patch a lot, right? Sometimes they patch what you're strong at. And we saw this happen with Scream and CSGO. They patch like <laughs> tapping and like ADADing, right? So it was like, he's not like, I don't know. At this point, like, like is he like the next Scream of, of Valorant? Like, of yeah. Valorant? Because he might be. Like, TSM last year was the best team in the world. They won yeah, everything. Yeah, them and Sentinels were going head to head all the time. And, Seeing no, I I think TSM's fix for this is like probably finding somebody with it's not it's gonna be hard, but if they really want to keep Wardell on that like op role and being that player, 
They've got to fill Jordan's shoes with somebody like Tens. Somebody that is consistent, consistently going to, maybe not the same roles, but somebody that's going to consistently put up those numbers. Now, they don't have to be great numbers, but they have to be rifle numbers. Because it, it needs to balance out Wardell's role on the team if yeah. that is their sore point. Now, adding this new player might make it easier for Wardell to fill his role. So that right. might not be the problem. And then TSM can keep working from there. Right. Because like an op in Valorant is not like Counter-Strike. Whereas in Counter-Strike, an op can be very offensive. An op can multi-kill. An op in, in Valorant is not like that. It's all about like getting, basically getting a free kill. Like one kill around, one or two kills. But they're pivotal kills. But, you know, and then on, on, on attacking, like you can't, you, you don't use the op. <laughs> yeah, it's really, that that is definitely the big difference between CS and Valorant oping is on on csgo you can really you can justify bringing it to the tech um you can't on valorant it's just too mm. difficult and the problem is there's so much utility that it's yeah. better for you to just have a rifle and be able to move at that pace yeah it, it's insane but like i don't know it's <sighs> yeah i don't want to because it, it's tough because i like the core of the team you know you love like those those five guys were awesome and like they're they were winning stuff last year it's just they didn't adapt to the current meta and like they're struggling to because like let's face it influencers make more money content yeah. creators make more money so so do you think uh have, have tsm announced who they're picking up or no at this current moment no okay who do you do you think can you think of anybody mm. at the minute at the moment, no, because everyone's getting picked up. Yeah. Like a lot of people are being picked up, right? So it's it, it's a tough choice, and they need they need, like maybe because like they picked up Bang because he's gonna he's a sick aimer. He's gonna get fucking he's a, he's like the he's like what Asma is to uh to hundred thieves. He's he's gonna be in there entry frag, get the rifle kills, and then that lets Sub Rosa like IGL. But like it should Sub Rosa shouldn't be IGLing. Sub Rosa is one of the best aimers in the world. Like he should be a duelist. Like. So, so it's kind of tough. Is Sabrosa the one I jailing right now? Yeah, he's doing everything. Okay, he's being so yeah, I, di I I disagree. I never. I don't think one of your because Sabrosa is cracked. He he's always been cracked, even in yeah. CS. He's one of the best aimers in like in in Valorant. Like he's so good at aiming. And I and like just, when they, here's the worst part: when they stream together, they both just play duelists and they're killing it in rank. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that that's the thing. It's all even in CS. It was the same problem. There was too many good fraggers trying to pick up this igl role which is why we saw like in in now this is the very early days of uh there would have been luminosity at the time but mibr and csgo right. fallen fallen is an opera and an igl he can play that role because yes okay yes he was an amazing fragger with the op but he was in those positions that allowed him to get those frags and also allowed him to keep eyes over his whole team if you have somebody that's a cracked fragger that's going to try and get these entries or win these clutches and stuff, or even just frag out at a consistent level, they can't, it's, some can do it, but it's very, very rare you see a, an IGL that can really maintain that gameplay yeah. while I, controlling I, his whole team. I, I see like a very, you know, remember Nico? Nico and now yeah, he's yeah. on like I think G2 now but when he was on phase he was uh he was the IGL and like now that he's on G2 like he's a <laughs> he's just killing it as a duelist right yeah like 
sorry, as an entry fragger or a rifler, as opposed to like doing like well, staying back and thinking, strategizing. Like. There's there's a key like I've no, I haven't looked at it, but I can almost guarantee you there's a key drop off of Nico from when Kerrigan got dropped from the roster and he took over IGLing went down and as soon as he got picked up by g2 i can almost guarantee you it goes right back up because he doesn't yeah, have to focus on that yeah. so his first tournament he he got 60 kills in the game yeah like not a game in two games like that's insane like he dropped 230 bombs yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy yeah no that that's the thing i think sub rose is in a similar like, i see a lot of parallels in it and like i i i just hope they figure this out because like there's so much talent on that team it's just not working as a team like individually yeah. these guys are fucking sick like they're they're fire like wardell's still one of the best aimers in the world he's he's just a sniper and like sub rosa is literally the best rifler like one of the best riflers ever so it was like it's tough it's really hard it's really hard to see so speaking of big changes Obviously, another big change in the news this week. We've seen uh, 100 Thieves going with a permanent on-demand store for this set of merch. They're still going to be right. doing their hot drops, but mm-hmm. they're going with a permanent store for all their fans. And I, I read somewhere that a lot of people were complaining about prices, but I looked at the pricing for their stuff, and it one, it seems very very fair and two i don't think gamers know what an anorak is because like there's an item called the anorak and everyone was like this why is this hoodie 135 dollars and i've seen so many tweets like that i'm like that's how i know gamers don't fucking know like what fashion is an anorak is like a pullover jacket it's literally a, a waterproof jacket that you pull over and people use it to like hike and stuff because like you can like zip the bottom of it and like water won't come in, right? And it's it's just a really and it's a cool fashion piece. It's really it looked really good. And like 135 for and for basically it's a jacket. That's what it is. It's just a, a jacket where you have to put it on like a hoodie as opposed to like zip it up. And like yeah, 135 for like great waterproof pieces with like not only that custom coloring, custom panels. That's not cheap. That's not cheap to make. And they had to order at least like minimum like five hundred to like two thousand minimum to like get it to a price where they could produce it. So I don't know why gamers are complaining about that price. They should be complaining about the actual hoodie price because no one knows what type of cotton it is. No one knows what type of like cut it is, right? Like I saw the I saw the model pictures and they look like a pretty like good cut. Like things are proportioned well. I like, like for me, I like my hoodies like very over oversized and almost baggyish, like similar to like mid to mid two thousand ten Kanye's, and like they have a hoodie that's similar to like that. And I don't know what the material is, but like I know that they hired the guy who made Raining Champ. That like not that guy who made Raining Champ, but the guy who headed Raining Champ's operation and like, uh, just basically garment gathering and just strategy and merchandise, and reigning champion for obviously people who are listening they're like not fashion heads at all right they're mostly gamers reigning champ makes the best uh hoodies the best sweats the best cotton anything that's fleeced they're the best at it in the world hands fucking down right there's maybe another one b which is like i can't i'm not gonna get into it because like that's a manufacturer it's not even like a an apparel line but rain the guys who from reigning champ like they make the best fleece and guess what? 
100 Thieves is trying to be an apparel company, they hired the, that guy to brainstorm, like, stuff. And I get why it's called essentials, because a lot of the things that are on demand, they're all basic stuff. And guess what? They're all fleece. I guarantee the fleece that they got, it's one, it's probably made in Canada because that's where reigning champ, that's where the best fleece in the world comes from. And two, obviously with the reigning champ guy, the ex reigning champ guy, that guy's going to be saying, Hey, my homie's at this factory. Why don't we just make gamer apparel? Like it'll be cool. It'd be a different market. This guy's got millions of dollars. Like he'll, he'll splash the dough to get it. And he clearly did. And yeah, the hoodies are like $90, but I guarantee you they're high quality hoodies. And then the best part is I know they're custom cut. They're not like, they're not like out of the mill. I can tell they're custom cut because most hoodies, the sleeves are longer than the waist, right? The length of the waist. These sleeves are as long as the waist, right? So that means like he's, that means the cut of this hoodie in theory on most people's bodies, they're going to look baggy. It's going to look like a hip hop fit. It's going to look like a really 90 style hip hop fit. And that's not cheap to make. Like I said, not only do they have to import the materials from Canada, someone had to cut it, like someone had to stitch it together. That's why it's called cut and sew because like it's a tight custom cut and someone has to sew it together. And like, that's not cheap. That's fucking expensive. And $90, I think they'll probably only make like $30, $20 off each hoodie, right? And on top of that, like not accounting for the people shipping it, not accounting for the people packing it, not accounting for the embroidery on it. Yeah, like people are complaining about the price, but one, they're complaining that an anorak and a jacket is $130, which is perfectly fair, by the way. Most a great jacket, a great anorak, it's going to cost you $250. Trust me, I know. I I buy f- too much fucking clothes, and <laughs> I buy like high quality fucking clothes all the fucking time. And yeah, this is just a nice like a Nike Anorak Windbreaker is like one fifty, one seventy. Especially if you get the tech, the tech one, Nike Tech Fleece shit. Fucking that shit's bomb. Like what people don't like, understand as well is like, okay, yes, it's a but. Th- it's around the same price as their usual stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like, but just because it's available, like, just because it's available to the public at all times, because they actually want to give merch to people who haven't been able to get one of these hot drops. And trust me, I've only ever gotten one hot drop. And that's mm-hmm. that's when they had the bug that you had to buy two cream hoodies. So I bought two hoodies just because I knew if I waited for the bug to be fixed, I wouldn't be able to get one. And they don't want that to happen to fans. So no. the quality is going to be just as good because that's one thing I've said. I love my 100 Thieves hoodies because they're amazing quality. The quality yeah. is going to be the same. The prices are fine because, again, quality is good. And two, yeah. even if they, or sorry, three, if they make, if they, even though if they only make $30 and stuff, people are being like, oh, well, you know, like they're not even going to get money off of this. Like it's just over expensive now because of the quality. And it's like, no, they have. The, this is why they're doing this because they're releasing so much of it to the public that even yeah. though they make minimal profits off of each item, they're probably going to make more than their normal merch, and it just stops resellers from getting their hands on it because it's open to the public twenty four seven. Yeah, and the best part is, is that like the reason why it's called essentials is because like it's like you can wear it every day. Yeah, they want you to be able to pick it up and wear it every day. I just. Like, I just find it really strange that, like, people, 
gamers are very uneducated and and 100 thieves is trying to not be just a video game esports company because let's face it esports teams don't make money they're trying to be an apparel company and they're they're taking the right steps because they're they're getting high quality fabrics they're trying to charge you at a price where it's like reasonable and trust me $90 for a hoodie is very normal in fashion a Chanel hoodie is like $300 Supreme hoodie is 185 you're gonna buy a Supreme hoodie if you want to look cool right so $90 is perfectly fine you know how much a reigning champ hoodie is the best cotton fleece in the world with no logos nothing on it no branding $90 so it's like this one you get you get to rep your favorite team and have and, good quality merch. And this is the same quality. Almost the same. I bet. I guarantee you. Because I, I haven't got my hands on 100 Thieves merch yet. That's how rare it is to get. I mean, one big thing, like, too, that you and I have spoke about a lot. And it's one thing you can. Well, I wouldn't say open my eyes to. But we, you talked to me a, lo- a lot about. And we've, we've both kind of bonded back and forth over. It's not gamer clothing. It's. No. It's something you can wear. You can go to the mall and not look mm-hmm. like a dweeb. <laughs> like it's, you look cool wearing it. You know, it's nice. It doesn't look like it's not like a jersey where you got like, oh, you know, gaming, gaming energy supplement and all that shit all over it. It's just clean. Yeah, it's just clean. You can wear it. The the branding is super minimal. So and like even their like. like their other drop in I think fall winter like 2021 wasn't bad at all it was like very tasteful graphics very like fashion-esque graphics so it's like they're trying to be an apparel company and and if you're going to complain about it like at least at least complain about the right thing you know complain that it's like all you know you guys are straying away from your esports roots like complain about that but even then they're supposed to try to stray away from it because they have teams to feed, right? Yeah. They have people's salaries to pay. And they're like, hey, we have enough buzz to be a great apparel company. We have the right personnel to be a great apparel company. They're trying to do it. And I think this is part of the growing pains. I think a year from now or two years from now, we're going to be talking about 100 Thieves. We're going to be like, yeah, they're, they make great apparel. They make high-quality clothing. Like That's what we're going to talk about. As opposed to like, hey, 100 Thieves choked the Valorant tournament again. <laughs> like you know, yep. like supposed to that. Like maybe we won't we won't talk about them choking, but we'll be like, ah, at least they sell great hoodies. Like you know, so it's just it it definitely it's it's a it's a big switch for the community, and I yeah. think it's just you know it's a switch they're gonna have to take some time to get used to. But yeah, one uh, one switch you're not gonna have to take time to get used to is Nintendo's new announcement, <laughs> if we can call it that. It's uh, if you haven't seen it, Nintendo did just launch uh, today on the 6th of July that they are going to be releasing in October the Nintendo Switch, not the Pro, but the Nintendo Switch OLED. And it's a little confusing because we've all been waiting for the Pro and they drop this console that's no different from the one we have, bar it's a new screen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how about the the land port, dude? That's pretty awesome. Okay, that is, that is kind of big. Because yeah, I guess. What, like... We may see some cool... Because, okay, thinking of it in a very long-haul point of view, that is going to make tournaments and stuff a lot easier. Like, lands are going to be a lot cooler 
because people can actually play these big events but even then fighting games on land you're usually playing on one switch so yeah like as a as a fighting game person it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just gonna be offline anyway playing smash yeah no like i yo i okay i get what nintendo like nintendo's smart they know what they're doing right they're like we'll buy it it's a bigger screen diary likes the same internal specs are the same except that it's got more memory internally now yeah okay nintendo we know and you know we'll buy it and then we'll wait and then we'll buy the pro too you know so it's like yeah yeah there's if you have a like this probably nintendo doesn't want me to say this shit if you have a switch already don't buy the oled please don't fucking buy the oled yeah the pro is coming it's just the pro is coming like the pro with like you know current generation not like last generation specs that shit's coming but like yeah there's no there's no point of buying a new switch i don't know why they 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 did that why don't they just roll out the pro with the oled screen why is it just called i get why they call it the oled because there's no fucking upgrade besides the oled the oled screen <laughs> like i get it like you don't no. have to make it like we're stupid i will <laughs> I say get this it, you know? this is a good like i understand the pro one well, obviously we don't know when it's coming now, however, if you've been thinking about getting a Switch and don't have one, this might be a good entry point because, yeah. you know, you might not want or need the Pro right away, but OLED screens are amazing. If you don't know the difference, I recommend, like, just watching a quick YouTube video where it's OLED versus, like, standard HD. It's cool. It's, it looks a lot better, but yeah. is it better enough for me and Drew to justify upgrading our current Switches? No. No. Not at all. So, no. I'm sticking with this bad boy. <laughs> now, is it enough for me? Because my my left Joy-Con got, or my Switch got dropped, and the left Joy-Con's broken. Is it a good enough reason to upgrade? Maybe. <laughs> no, I still don't think it's a good reason to upgrade. Maybe my, when you get the Switch Pro, that's a great yeah, reason. That's to a great reason. That's a great reason. Why? Because apparently the internal specs that are rumored for that. I I really. I really hope though after so just to end the last bit of this topic I really hope with all my heart Nintendo this is this is a tiny change for the switch that's why they are calling it the OLED like you said mm-hmm. I really hope they don't call the switch pro a switch pro and it's like slightly bigger and maybe has like I don't know a tiny feature to add on like maybe they made it t- a slight bit faster but it, in reality it's not much different well i mean i wouldn't bank on it man you know nintendo <laughs> that's, the, that's the scary part like this like, this switch announcement came out of nowhere and it's not really anything worth the money now they haven't even shown the price to my knowledge yet no they have it's oh, they 449 have? usd 449 yeah usd i think it's usd yeah or 340 no it's 340 uh usd 449 canadian i think okay Uh, they're gonna have a tough time selling that yeah because that's a lot more expensive i get oled screens like that's what they use on ipads and stuff uh which is why ipads and shit are so expensive yep but on a switch on a kid's console i get this is maybe like their Hey, you're an adult like you can actually look after this screen but it's still 
in its raw form, it's a kid's console and selling a console at four. That's probably before tax too. That is yep. going to be so expensive to justify. Yep. I, I do not want to, I do not want to see what the pro price is. Cause it's probably yeah, like no. $800. Like, like, and we had talked about in a previous episode that it's rumored to be more than a PS five. And that's going to be hard to sell. Like, yeah, I don't even think Breath of the Wild 2 is worth packaging in that. Like, it's not going to be worth it, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. It's it's so hard. So fucking hard. Uh, well, hard. the thing that isn't hard, but it is hard for the viewers, is going to be the end of the episode. We are going to call it there. Uh, we've, uh, you know, today's been a, quite a few topics in quite a short form. So if you do have any questions, Ask them on social media. Maybe we'll answer them in the next episode or we'll just respond to you and we'll get a chat going on on the good old interwebs. And uh, you can follow us there at the Refrag TV on Twitter. Well, you can find all of our other socials below. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday.